You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Good morning, my name is Randall. I'm one of the elders here and I will be bringing uh, today's message to to you. Uh, Today we'll be looking at Ruth and we're going to spend most of our time in chapters three and four, but I think we need to look at chapters one and two just to kind of see how we got to where we get to in chapters three and four. As you see, Ruth is a series of coincidences and there is a lot of symbolism in the book of Ruth. In chapters 1, we see that Naomi and Elimelech, they leave Judah. They move to Moab. They leave due to a severe famine in the the land. Now, they have two sons. One is Malon. The other is Kilion. Once they get to Moab, Malon and Kilion marry Moabite women, Ruth and Orpah. In chapter 1, we see that all the men die. Elimelech passes away, Malon and Kilion pass away, leaving Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah. Naomi decides she needs to go back to the land of Judah as the famine is over and she can go and be able to at least grab some food, have some, fam- have some family support. Orpah and Ruth have a decision to make whether they're going to stick with their mother-in-law or stay in Moab. Orpah says, I'm done, I'm out, I'm going to stay. Ruth decides she's going to go with Naomi back to, back to Judah. Naomi con- tries to convince her to stay, stay in Moab with her people. Ruth doesn't want to do this. She, tell, she tells her, I will follow you till the day I die. Your people will become my people. Your God will become my God. And if I do not do this, may God deal with, may God deal with me as he will. In chapter 2, we see that Naomi has Ruth go glean in a field. Now, gleaning is nothing more than going and picking up scraps from behind the harvesters, the pieces that fall down, the pieces that, that got missed as, as they go through. In chapter 2, we find out that this field that she's in 
coincidentally become, belongs to Boaz, who we find out is in the line of Elimelech, and Boaz is a potential kinsman redeemer for Ruth and Naomi. Boaz returns, and he's looking over his, his fields, and he greets the, the, the workers in the field, and he spots somebody new and asks, who is that? And the, the, the workers tell, her, tell him that it is Ruth who returned from Moab. She's in the line of Elimelech. So Boaz knows at this point that she's at least in, in his bloodline, and he's familiar with what his responsibilities potentially could be. He takes a liking to her from, from the get-go, obviously, because he notices her. She's new. She's somebody he hasn't seen before in his fields. See, he knew the people that were, were gleaning in his, in his fields on a regular basis. He tells Ruth, continue to come here. You will be provided for. You will be protected. I have told my men not to bother you. Come, grab grain, grab the, the pieces that you need. If you want water, come and grab water from the jugs that the men have provided. And again, Boaz knew he was a potential redeemer. He knew this because Levit Leviticus 25, 25, it tells us, if any one of your fellow Israelites become poor and sell some of their property, their nearest relative is to come and redeem what they have sold. See, Ruth is now in a, in a predicament that she had come to Judah. See, she's a foreigner now. She's a woman with no husband. She has no children. She has no support system. She's poor, and she's on it. Basically, she's a burden to society at this point. In chapter 3, we see Naomi comes up with a plan. God's timing wasn't quick enough for her. So she comes up with a plan. She's going to send Ruth to the threshing floor to meet with Boaz. As Naomi knew that Boaz was a kinsman redeemer. Now, we understand that there are other people there in the line also that potentially could have been kinsman redeemers for them. But they are after Boaz at this, this point. He has shown a liking to Ruth. So Naomi comes up with the plan to send her to the threshing floor at night. In chapters, chapter 3, three verses 3 through 6, we see Naomi tells Ruth, Wash, put on perfume, get dressed in your best clothes, then go down to the threshing floor, but do not let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, Note the place where he is lying. Go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. So somewhere during the night, Boaz startles and wants to know who it is, you know, who's, who's at, at my feet. And Ruth tells him, it is I, it is your servant. In verses 11 through 13, Boaz tells her Boaz, that he knew that there was a, a closer redeemer. If we look at, um, he says, Lord bless you, my daughter, he replies. 
This kindness is greater than which you have shown earlier. You did not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And, after, and now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do all that you have asked. All the people in town know that you are a woman of noble character. And here's where Boaz kind of takes, takes a stand. He says, although it is true, I am a guardian redeemer of your family. There is another who is more closely than I. Stay here for the night and in the morning, if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer, good. Let him redeem you. But if he is not willing, as surely as the Lord lives, I will do it. Lie here until the morning. Now, as I said earlier, Boaz knew he was in Elimelech's line, but he knew that there were people in front of him, and he knew there were people behind him. But I think Boaz knew that he could have just as easily redeemed Ruth there at that time, knowing that there was somebody closer. But I think he knew that if he had done that, God would not have blessed the union. God would not have blessed them. He would have gone around the laws because it says the closest. He was not the closest. So in chapter 4, we see where Boaz goes into town. He grabs all of the, the people of, of the town, the ones that could have witnessed or approved the transaction, and he tells the nearest kinsman redeemer what's going on, that Elimelech's widow has some property up for sale, and it's his responsibility. And in verses 5 and 6, the kinsman redeemer says, well, I'll do it then. In verses 5 and 6, then Boaz said, On the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also require Ruth, the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the guardian redeemer said, Then I cannot redeem it, because I might endanger my own, in, my own estate. You redeem it for yourself. I cannot do it. See, the kinsman redeemer was nothing more. They got nothing out of it. They would marry the widow. They would inherit the land. They would hopefully provide a son, produce a son within the marriage. And when the time was right, the child would then inherit all of the property to enable the property to stay within that line to provide a future for the, uh, for the, for the women. When Ruth went to the, fresh, the, the threshing floor, that was you know, essentially a no-no. The threshing floor was nothing more than a hard pan area. Nothing would grow there. Nice, fa nice, fancy threshing floors may have a stone area on them, might have a partial wall. If it was really fancy, it would have a potential covering. Now, the threshing floor itself was only used during the harvest as the grain would be brought in, it would be beaten on the floor, animals would walk on it, it would be tossed in the air, and the chaff would be blown away. The grain would fall. They would then take the grain, make piles of it that would be taken to the storehouses for the winter seasons. In the non-harvest time, 
it would be used for other practical purposes. You could probably have parties there. Things that were not to be seen in public went, went on there. Women shouldn't, have, women shouldn't have been there, and if they were, there were things potentially, potentially going on, like I said, that shouldn't be out in the public. But Boaz goes and he redeems her because the nearest redeemer says, I won't do it. It's going to cost me too much. It's going to affect my estate. So Boaz takes Ruth. He marries her. They have a son. The son's, the son's name was Obed. Now, Obed had eight sons, or actually Obed had Jesse. Jesse had eight sons. The youngest son was named David. Yes, king of Israel, that David. 27 generations later, we have Jesus. See, Ruth was a series of coincidences, but it wasn't. See, Ruth was doing things that she thought she knew she was doing right. Naomi was having her stay with Boaz. She was going, she, want, she liked Boaz. Boaz took a, fanc a fancy to her, like he said, he protected her from, from the beginning. He redeemed her. If this original kinsman redeemer had redeemed her, we don't know what would have been. But see, God was orchestrating things in the background the whole time. See, with Obed, Jesse, King David, Ruth, that entire line gets us to the birth of Jesus. He's in the bloodline of Jesus. Obed redeemed Ruth and in turn redeemed Naomi. On the threshing floor where the edible and the unedible are separated. Good and bad are separated. Matthew 25, 25 says, The Son of Man will separate sheep from the goats, the good and the bad are separated. The threshing floor itself, like I said, very symbolic in agricultural as well as the, the spiritual means. See, we don't know what's going on. We don't know the, the challenges, the, the things that we are facing right now. God is working in the background. He's always orchestrating something. God is not necessarily just a feeling. A, you don't necessarily see it. See, he never stops working, even though we don't see it, even though we don't feel it. He's working. He's orchestrating things. What are we facing? What challenges are we dealing with today? In the country, personally, how are we doing? Where are we chasing? Where's our kinsman redeemer? Who are we looking for? What are we looking for? What leader, leadership are we looking for? See, God knows what we need. We're not alone. He's working in the background. It is usually after the fact that we see what God has done. Then we look back and we go, oh, yes. God has redeemed us spiritually. See, 
as we go to the, the, the threshing floor, he separates us from our sin. He has separated us from the good and the evil that is within us. As we move to communion, as I said, Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. He's the closest. He's the only one that we have. We can chase after other, other things to redeem ourselves. It won't be successful. God tells us that the only way to God is through Jesus. He came. He died for our sins. He rose again. He redeemed us as Boaz redeemed Ruth and Naomi and that, bl that bloodline. The significance of the threshing floor in the cross, it can't really be overlooked. See, it was the cross that the sacrifice that God honored for the, our redemption.
We're excited to know that some of you are ready to take some next steps in your faith journey. We want to come alongside you, support you, and equip you through this process. CHCCSA.info is your central hub for all next steps. If you want to submit a prayer request, talk to someone about getting baptized and giving your life to Jesus, or you're looking for a place to serve or a place to get connected to our church, CHCCSA.info is a great place to start for all these next steps. Some of you call Castle Hills Christian Church your home. And if that's you and you want to continue to partner with us financially as we serve both here in San Antonio and around the world, you can go to give.chccsa.com or you can text the message GIVE to the number 210-903-5440. Thank you for your support. We're so glad that you're here today and we hope to see you next week.